think Sasha Baron Cohen. Think Borat. I'm I am thinking about Borat. You know what? We're just gonna go with it from here. Episode twenty four, Borat Club. We're here. We're live. We're having a great time as always. Uh, really, really. Uh, the only thing that is keeping me abreast of what day it is during this quarantine, and Ryan. <laughs> Hi, Niall. How's it going? How are you? I'm surviving. Um, You're surviving. You're making your way in the world. You're hanging in there. You're holding on. You're bringing it back, bringing it down, bringing it all around for another episode of Borat Club, huh? Another episode of Borat Club, Ryan. Two dozen watches now uh, of the classic movie Borat. And Um, one more watch, Niall, will be a fourth of the way to a hundred watches. We'll be halfway to 50. Yeah. That's wild. That's, That's wild. truly wild. I didn't think I we'd know, make it this far. <laughs> no, me neither. I know I've said this before, but I really thought around episode eight that I was just going to have to tell you that I was done with this and just <laughs> move on to my life. But uh, but so far we've so far we've done pretty good, and we have another guest on the show this week. We do, and it always uh, eases our suffering somewhat when we have a third person uh, in the room with us. Uh, and and this week we're uh, we're joined by Holly. And Holly, this was uh, your very first viewing of Borat ever. My first time watching Borat. And like like you, I also don't know what day it is if it weren't for (laughs) my fucking pill case. But yeah. Oh, God. Uh. I I cannot imagine. I mean, you're not the first person we've... um, had on the show who was watching Borat for the first time, but yeah, my own boyfriend and co-host Mark also. Yeah, yeah, but I think you are the first person to be on uh, who's seen it for the first time during uh, lockdown, which I can only imagine just really like makes the experience just that little bit sweeter for you. Yeah, I straight up when when I expressed interest in being on, I straight up messaged Ryan and said, "Hey." I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I need yeah. to do something. Can yeah, you hurt true. me for a couple hours? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it was a it was a whole thing. Um, I, here's here's the exact message. Uh, so if you're looking for a guest on Borat Club, I'm going stir crazy and would love to hurt myself. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think this is definitely uh, definitely an experience that delivers a bit of uh, psychological pain. You know, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm having a great time with this you know i love uh subjecting people to movies that are 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 bad or ridiculous or otherwise you know distressing in that way Mm. so um i i have a great time but um you know every guest we bring onto the show has a little bit of a different take on the film so holly just just right off the bat what did you think of borat what's your what's your overall take on the film oh i despised it (laughs) (laughs) great Great. Okay. That's fucking awful. <laughs> okay, there not a like, fan, huh? There were like three good jokes in this movie. Yeah. And like and the rest of the times I laughed was because you two fucking knew the lines beforehand and just said them as they were happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Some like a horrible horror movie protagonists. <laughs> it's like I said we were watching it. I feel like at this point bringing people onto this show to watch this film is like bringing people into my house because yeah. it's such a, it's it's such an intimate experience right because i'm so comfortable with this movie you get to hear me like you get to hear me like drinking all right just keep watching i'm gonna go piss for a second bye <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you get to hear me take breaks you get to hear me like quote along with the film but like it's a very uh 
it's a very it's a very you know close look into like my life and how i operate watching movies and so um it's it's less of like how i feel when people guest or when i guest on other podcasts where it's like okay you know we watch this and we we know get down to it i really do feel like i'm inviting people into a very intimate space here on borat club yeah it's it's like when you were like a kid and like you go over to somebody's house for the first time and you see like just the things that their family does that are slightly different and therefore weird and and like alien to yours like it's yeah it's very much that feeling like i think that we get from it I, i think it really does like always like add a little bit that ryan is always eating dinner in the middle of it (laughs) (laughs) to be fair i did have leftover pizza like while this was happening hell yeah if you heard uh, some munching crunching that was me (laughs) love it love it i am i had a uh, friend my next door neighbor when i was a kid they moved in and they would always drink milk with ice and so when i go back to my house i was like i want to put some ice in my milk my parents like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> i'm just thinking of that tumblr post that's like here's a fun science experiment put some milk in some ice cube trays then put some toothpick in each one leave them in the freezer now you got gross milk pops you dumb asshole <laughs> oh, that's, mm, although putting putting milk ice cubes in milk would be a good way to keep milk cold and not make that's, it sweet water milk yeah. that's true so, uh, so we've got a lot of ground to cover. So, mm. Holly, is there, is there anything that really stood out to you about this film that you want to talk about? Anything in particular that's just really like biting at you in terms of what you want to cover on your uh, first Borat Club guest appearance? I guess from what I from from the conversations we had while watching the movie, so much of it felt fucking fake as hell to me. Really? Okay. <laughs> Like, 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 I'm just, like specifically the scene where they touch down in New York and they go to the subway and like the the guy, everyone around him immediately says, "I'm gonna break your fucking jaw, New York." Ah. I'm like, this doesn't. No one talks like this. This is like a cartoon of New York made by someone from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I See, do, I do, I do like that assessment, but um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's real. I feel like yeah, it's that's, real. that's the other thing. I wasn't in New York City in like 2005, so I can't really, yeah, comment I'm, on that so much. Yeah, like I, I always think that like that scene he was probably on the subway for like three hours and just like annoying people the entire time, and they just took whatever like reactions he got on the day that he was just pestering people on there you know like i feel like you're gonna in new york city with so many people eventually run into somebody who's having a bad day or who just doesn't want to hear your shit uh yeah you know and when you're running up and down the the like train car and like dropping a chicken out of a suitcase and causing havoc how many times do you drop that chicken out of the suitcase do you think oh I feel like they would have done it more than once, right? Like I feel bad for that chicken. Yeah, the chicken is uh, probably as, the most sympathetic men- character. <laughs> as you mentioned to me towards the end of this movie, there's no no animals were harmed thing yeah. in this. So. Yeah, the chicken and the horse both kind of really get it bad in this movie. The chicken probably more so, although I guess the horse... We we don't know what happens to the horse, right? Like the horse just kind of falls over, and that's listen. Really a chicken, all you see. Squ- square cubla. A chicken will take a fall like no problem. That horse maybe broke a bone. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's that's what always worries me is because like 
people so often will like put horses down when they break bones that it's like oh boy that like did that horse like live through that i don't know but uh you know that that's the same scene with the horse where uh todd phillips walked away from the movie after almost being killed so uh yeah a lot happens in that like five minute stretch of the movie Um, it really does there's so much there's the worst character in Borat. There's Borat's God, incredible that dude. <laughs> yeah. There's there's him and Borat's incredible like American flag cowboy bow yeah. tie outfit, which I love. I don't know, y'all. I, I think the more I watch this movie, the more it, it really does comfort me. And Niall, I think um I think you got to this point a little ahead of when I did, is mm-hmm. like this po- this podcast, but just the act of watching Borat has become very relaxing to me in a in a very perverse way. Where this movie is horrible, right? Like like by all intents and purposes, this is a this is a foul, fetid film of zero redeeming <laughs> qualities. And yet, watching it really just makes me feel like like relaxed in a way. So um. So I don't know, uh, Holly. You you aren't super positive on the movie, but um, what no. are some no? <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, what are some of the scenes that you actually thought were funny? Like, what are a couple bits that you did enjoy in this movie? Ooh, hmm. It's hard to say. I I listen as bad as like the characters in the scene is just him singing a very obviously fake version of the Kazakhstan national anthem yeah (laughs) with lines like it was was lines like all the other mid-european eurasian countries are gay something like that yeah Yeah, all all other countries is the home of the gays uh uh, inferior uh, potassium. Yeah. <laughs> inferior Other Central potassium Asian countries have inferior this. potassium, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um just it, it's rough to watch, but just the context of the context that you provided of Pamela Anderson was married to Kid Rock and this movie caused their divorce. Yeah. The ending scene <laughs> yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, you um, you 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 got up for a second during the last scene to get a drink or something, and you missed the part where he puts the um the wedding sack over Pamela Anderson, right? Like like you you didn't catch that yeah, part. Yeah, I I was up for three seconds to fill my water bottle, and I just <laughs> I come missed, back and the police are there. Yeah, you missed you missed the climax of Borat. I don't know. You may need to watch it again to really yeah. you know, to really get the. Full I will meaning. not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um so so that's that's a couple places. I know that you um one of my favorite parts of the movie, you immediately notice the uh, dude with the very large hat, right? Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, and I posted a picture of Tommy from Power Rangers from an episode of Zio where he just has a fuck huge hat. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the image in the Discord right now and I got to say it's pretty one for one. Like uh Yeah. They're they're both buying their 11 and a half gallon hats at the same store, I think. Yeah, that hat is like I didn't want to say anything when that scene came on cuz I wanted to see if she'd like uh <laughs> register how weird it is and how just like slightly too big it is and immediately like the first thing there it That's is like good. that it's just so f- it's so ridiculous looking like it's that fucking scene from scary movie where the character yeah. has a bigger hat every time they're on screen <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You did you know, Holly did you know that Borat is an epic movie? 
like the the film epic movie what yeah uh, at the so, end of it yeah so the um the the in the climactic scene of epic movie the the you know classic parody film uh by whoever that film is by the the main characters step out of the wardrobe from narnia and uh borat is there and he says congratulations you made it to the happy ending and then a giant like like wheel like rolls out from the side and crushes them all to death and he goes not and then slaps his ass and that's the end of epic movie mm-hmm. uh, 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 <laughs> still probably awesome. funnier than most of borat honestly yeah. like you did. You did like the um, the actual like not scene in parts though in this movie. Like it did. It did like the fucking <laughs> twenty second pause. Yeah, and then the it's guy great. sort of prompts him. They shouts not. <laughs> yeah, it, that scene for me has always been like. That's why that's in the trailer. It's legitimately yeah. funny to look at and watch. Yeah, yeah, like that scene is. There's really, like, great moments like that in that scene, and then there's also, like, absolutely, like, just terrible, like, rest of it, like, where he's talking about his brother, or where he's, like, talking about making jokes about people with disabilities and things like that that just make you go, oh, God, yeah, this movie was made in 2005, like, it's... This movie was made to be edgy in 2005. Yeah, yeah. And like 2005 edgy is a different sort of edgy. It's a really different sort of edgy. Like you see the like you really got a got the reaction out of out of uh, the feminism scene as well, which again is just it's so lazy. Like by modern standards, I mean I if, I'm sure it was probably at the time that this movie came out somewhat like shocking or whatever. But now it's just like. God, I've heard all these jokes on Twitter cool, for the I've last a million decade. Of you on Twitter, wonderful. Yeah, like it's just like. Also, that's not Tommy in the picture. I linked with Jason. I'm sorry, <laughs> I've <laughs> failed you. I've never watched Power Rangers. I just <laughs> listened to a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? The the driving instructor scene. Uh, that was good. That, that was, was good. That was good. Yeah, you you. You very much like, again, like one of those things that we always kind of want to see how people react is the whole, um, you must not hit the children line. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's just perfect. He's so like haunted by it. God. It's it's just like something in this man's eyes tells you that he's seen things that are just... They're just, like, dark. There's just a darkness behind those eyes, and it's really something. Yeah, that was good. What would you say, Holly, is your least favorite part of this film? I know I know. overall <laughs> you didn't enjoy this, and this is a very no. broad topic, but, like, if there is there anything that you can pinpoint specifically in this film that was, like really just eating at you you know like like oh this is this is this is what's tipping this over the edge for me i i'm gonna be real i don't like cringe comedy okay i'm okay. just very bad with it like i yeah. can rec- i recognize that individual scenes from like always sunny are very funny mm-hmm. 
I can't fucking watch even good cringe comedy. So this whole movie, I was like at a 90 degree angle to my computer screen, just listening to what's happening. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. like, oh Christ, here we go. Yeah, so so just not just not your I wheelhouse say, in general, huh? Like, like my, not my, only... my least favorite was where it was like, oh, these people aren't acting. This is just a rodeo, and this dude's extremely homophobic. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a rough scene. That's um, I still think after having watched this as many times as we have, it still astounds me at how out of pocket that uh, that scene is. It's really um. I know it's bad. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, like, say what you will about Borat, and there is a lot to say about it. But like, uh, there's a lot of this movie, even aside from just Sasha Baron Cohen doing what he does, that is just people completely showing their ass, right? And I think, yeah. um, I think if you're giving this movie any sort of credit, it's like, oh, it's exposing, you know, the uh, the the seedy under, well, not even the seedy underbelly, but like the 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 dark thoughts and deeds of. Uh, the American people, I guess. And like, yeah. even that doesn't really work because Sasha Baron Cohen himself is also like doing shit like that in this movie, you know? But, um, I, I, I do still think after all this time that rodeo scene is still kind of the, the, the prime example of that. And it is like very, uh, distressing to have to watch, to be honest. Like it, it's, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. I, I think the thing that always like really upsets me about that scene is the guy is like, so, unashamed of it like oh, no, yeah. we don't kiss people the people who kiss people here are like and they fucking floats what the yeah. fuck yeah like <laughs> there's, Shit. there's no element of this scene right that's like hidden camera stuff it is he, him and borat with like the cameraman a foot away from them you know like he is more than happy to like espouse these views this is who he is and he's not ashamed of it or hiding it and it's just like it's Dude, wild. You're the worst person in this movie, which is really saying something given some of the people that like Borat runs into over the course of this fucking thing. Like it's just it's it makes your skin crawl. Like that people like this exist or existed and still do, and it's just like Ugh, this fucking guy. I don't like I guess the 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 frat boys I mostly don't like because one of them reminds me way too much of my pre transition self. I don't sure. like him. I don't like to look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's very funny that a couple of them tried to sue like Twentieth yeah. Century <laughs> Fox and they are told to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. No one. Um, there are other people who sued in this movie too. I think. Um, one, I think maybe not the um, not the comedy coach Pat Haggerty, but I do think the driving instructor actually did try to sue because cool. um, he. Um, am I remembering this right, Niall? Because we did I think that so. we, we did that Borat trivia thing, and it was like he tried to sue because he thought it was like endangering his business or something like that. I think or, I think I I might be misremembering this, but I, if I remember right, it was that people would start taking lessons with him and purposefully like doing dangerous things like Borat was doing. Um, Mm. you know, like, I don't know what they specifically were, but he apparently felt like his safety or something like that was being put in danger because of the movie. Uh, I bet a bunch of fucking chodes went into his driving instructor. Like, uh, driving coach, I'm gonna go in with some fireball. You know, like the Borat funny movie. It's 2006 yeah. and I'm a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he... 
I know he did he did sue, I believe, but I don't think anyone actually who did sue got any money out of it. Um I know the producer who got fired from the uh the morning show or whatever that he appears on also like threatened legal action, I believe, at some point. Um I don't think she got anything. The villagers infamously um sued and didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I don't think anybody who actually brought legal challenges to them wound up getting anything out of it. Um, See, I feel hmm, none of the dipshits in the America part of this movie should have got anything, so that's good. I feel like maybe the villagers should. I feel yeah. like maybe that should have happened. I, f- I if if I'm remembering right, they were paid, but they. Like, they were paid what would be, you know, not insignificant, um, you know, wage for however long they worked in Romania Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I believe Sasha Baron Cohen made, like, some donation to some, like, building project in the town or whatever, but uh, they felt like or whatever about it like when it was explained to them they were not aware that it was uh being portrayed in a way that was going to mock them or whatever you know like or they Uh weren't happy with how they were depicted and so they wanted more out of it um i don't believe they got any extra from it other than whatever you know day rate they were paid for being on um which i and and like i would i would tend to agree with you that they probably should have been uh paid better or have gotten you know some money like in like in the process afterwards but um yeah i don't believe they did which yeah if, if if there's anyone who deserved it um it was those people and yeah kind of a shame really yeah, uh, so I'm uh, I'm looking here at the uh, the stuff about the driving instructor Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently the bee in his bonnet was that um, he sought a uh, hundred thousand dollars in compensatory damages uh, because um, they made so much money in the movie and they like used the scene of him like in advertising for the film, okay. like um, like they put him in the trailers and stuff. And he said that he thought that since you know, they put him in the trailers uh, that he was comp- like, uh, like, you know, entitled to some sort of compensation for that. Uh, interestingly enough, um, there is this, uh, there is this story on it from the telegraph, which includes the, uh, includes the detail that Mike, the driving instructor actually has a master's degree in mathematics. So, um, oh, wow. very interesting. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see what it says here. I need to go into reader mode to bypass the ads. <laughs> let me see here. So he says, um, "I remember sitting in the car. It was ninety degrees. They were late, and I was ready to leave. Then this young guy jumps in and thrust five hundred dollars in my hand. Unfortunately, I took it." He then gives me this piece of paper. He told me it was a release form. I'm not an idiot. I have a master's in mathematics, but I'm thinking that it was a public service type documentary, so I didn't read it. I trusted this guy. Uh, The next moment, he was looking backwards, purposefully driving badly, taking out a vodka bottle, calling one guy a chocolate man. At one point, he nearly ran over some kids. Uh, I was trying to treat the guy with respect. I knew there was a camera in the car, and I didn't want to create an international incident. 
but I didn't Ooh. appreciate him bas- bashing people, and I'm not afraid to tell someone if they're wrong. Then um, that evening when I told my daughter, she thought it sounded like Ali G, who was on the TV channel HBO at the time. I was expecting it to be on HBO, but eventually I forgot all about it. And then a year and a half later, my son got back from the movies and told me that he'd seen me in a trailer. Uh, so, and then he says, um, I still get recognized, but I don't lose sleep over it. I'm not traumatized. I'm not a prude, but I'm ticked off that I was deceived. So there you go. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, and then finally he says, um, as soon as I signed that piece of paper, they didn't care. They told me it was a documentary, but documentaries are about the industrial revolution, global warming, Winston Churchill, not what the hell he did. Uh, they could have said that if this goes big time, we'll do such and such for you, but they didn't. It's a bit like Slumdog Millionaire. The kids who were the big stars got nothing. So there you go. Stung, the, the headline of this article is Stung by Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat's Driving Instructor. I, hmm. <laughs> so... I, I, I'm trying to, like, process everything with that, like... I feel for him, like, he, like the fact that they just kind of showed up late and were like, here's your money, here, sign this, it's a release form, it's documentary, don't worry about it. Like, it yeah. seems skeevy in a, like, pretty big way. Um, it's a little skeevy, but we are talking about Todd Phillips, the man yeah. behind The Hangover and Joker. We are, uh, and, you know, like, there's also a part of me that's like, they probably did that for everybody, right? Like, because oh I, yeah, like there's kind of no Borat movie without it, right? Um, which obviously the world would probably be a better place without Borat anyway. So it's like, you know, but yeah, like I don't know that that just really puts like a grimy like layer on top of it. Like I I know from reading like an interview at one point with one of the frat boys that. Like, they had just, like, brought in a bunch of frat boys and interviewed them and gotten them all drunk, and then they picked the three who had never heard of Ali G before and put them on the, like, RV. Uh, but, like, this is, this is somehow even, like, worse. Um, cause, like, the frat boys are obviously, like, shitheads and terrible people, whereas this dude seems like he's just, like, a normal like fairly decent guy by all accounts like he says things in the movie that are you know by any accounts like the right way to go about things you know like and yeah it's 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 bad that they like treated him like that you know it's it's gross yeah, it's a, it honestly doesn't surprise me uh the fact that sasha Grim cohen is maybe not a great person uh you mm. know does, 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 doesn't uh, doesn't shock me i'll be honest no. Yeah. I wonder I wonder how how Sasha Baron Cohen feels about doing that these days cuz he is very much trying to like present himself as, you know, this kind of very progressive dude these days who's like and like against corruption and against like taking advantage of people when that's kind of what he did for two of his biggest movies. The fact that that guy, like, okay, all the the lawsuit and stuff, and like him, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what was going on, does mean that that line with um, uh, and watch out for the children. Yeah, don't hit the children. 
Needs that that was real, and I need to yeah. know more. <laughs> yeah, that recontextualizes that completely. It really does, yeah. Oh, mamma mia. Where... <sighs> oh. <sighs> Turning him into a Twinkle the Marvel Horse-style character. Just yeah. constant, terrible flashbacks. Yeah, it's... Ugh. Like, the thought of... Sasha Baron Cohen purposely making like he was going to drive into some kids is just like ugh, ugh that's like ugh, it's just bad. There's no it's other way for it. It's it's, it's not, not great. great. It's not great. It is really not great. <sighs> so, folks, what else? What else do we have to talk about for Borat? I mean, there's so much. There's so much material here. And, you know, I feel like we've barely scraped the surface. Yeah, Holly, um, you know, for for pretty much everybody that's been on the show, the the main takeaway that they've all had when watching it is that, like, the movie moves quickly, you know, like, it's it's paced in such a way that, like, it, it, it doesn't like feel long. How do you feel about that? Like, did, did it feel like it dragged for you? Did you feel like, oh, that was um, easy enough to watch or, you know? I have no sense of time anymore. Okay, um, sure. Hell but yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel... Disadvantage, all of your previous guests were in a time when they could go to places mm. when they wanted. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's weird. It feels like they spend the first, in two-thirds of the movie, like, east of the Mississippi River. Like, they yeah. go through New York, and then Virginia, Carolinas... As, like, the last bit, like, the fucking mad dash to California feels like it's, like, 20 minutes. It, 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 I think it is actually, like, from the time Azmat, like, leaves him to the end is, I think, actually, like, 20 minutes. Wow. And it, it really does feel like, for, for me, like, once Azmat leaves him, that's always, like, okay, we're on the home stretch, you know? Um, whereas, like, it kind of drags a little in the middle, I feel like. Yeah, I guess it went pretty quickly, all things considered. Like, yeah, part of that is just it's an old movie, and that was before mm. they decided every movie needs to be fucking two and a half hours long. Sure. God, can you imagine if this I was movie so was two and a half hours long? I was so fucking happy when when the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was only a, a, a nice hour and forty five minutes. I'm like, ah, that's a movie length. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, if there's one thing you can give credit to Borat for, it it's that it knows uh, that it can't overstay its welcome. It knows like yeah. we got to get in and get out here for the most part, and most of the scenes are very snappy, and you know, with the exception of the like dinner party slash etiquette coach scene that kind of goes on for a while, like everything is like under two minutes, and it's just very set it up, knock it down, move on to the next thing, so... Right, right, right. That is at yeah, least it was, something. It was a snappy movie, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is relatively... relatively snappy and moves along at a decent clip. I feel like... Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, was there anything else that came up in the movie uh, for you? You definitely noticed immediately with the uh pawn shop or not the pawn shop the like antique store scene where he's just like falling over everywhere like how contrived that is and how like obvious it is and bad like it's just yeah. so shit and the the fucking one lady in the back of the store with, like her hands on her hips like yeah yeah sure 
Yeah, it's it really does feel like a bad Three Stooges skit. Like the way it's framed, like the distance from the camera, like everything he's doing, you know exactly where it's going, and it just sucks. And it, I think that's maybe the scene, Ryan, that you've like turned on the most from the first yeah. watch to now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I uh, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty funny the first time we saw it, uh, and now every time we watch that scene, I'm like, please just let this be over, just let this end. Yeah, it's so bad. not great. No, not great. Um, See, if it were, I've watched my fair share of Three Stooges shorts. Mm-hmm. If it were a Three Stooges bit. There'd have been five minutes of buildup of how expensive this one vase right. is, right? And then like two, like ten seconds, they turn around and bump it off the shelf. Like that'd be it. Like that, they, they do. It'd just be much better set up, right? This is, yeah. this is kind it, of like the inverse, right? Like they they set it up in ten seconds, and then he spends forever just falling around, slipping on the slipperiest porcelain in the world because it's sugar glass because it's not real. Come on. I don't know about that. I think I think a lot of the stunts like that in this movie are real. Okay. I don't think it was valuable porcelain. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, <laughs> no, I, I don't no. think they would have gone in and destroyed, like, really expensive stuff. I don't really have too much sympathy for that store owner, though, because all that stuff is Confederate stuff anyway, so who gives yeah. a shit, really? Um, what else? So a question I had watching the movie this week, and Ryan, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, uh, but I really took notice this week of Azamat's eyebrows. Okay, and, yeah, interesting. And, and All like, right. He has, you know, he has very large, very hairy eyebrows in a way that sure. is very cartoonish, right? And at some point during the movie, I think it might have actually been during the nude fight scene, I was like... Those eyebrows real, like, I don't know why that was my reaction to it, but just for some reason, I was just like, I don't, I, I refuse to believe those are his real eyebrows. So now I've decided that those are not his real eyebrows. Interesting. What is, what is his name? Keith, Keith Davidson or Ken Ken Davidian, I think is his name. I think you, I think you've been mixing him up with, um, Keith David for some reason the last few weeks. Probably. Let me look really quick. We are, um, Ken Davidian. Yeah, okay. I don't know who the hell Keith Davidson is. Ken Davidian. No, actually, no, no, I think those might be his real eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are just that man's real eyebrows, Niall. Okay. <laughs> I hate to yeah. break it to you. You monster. Yeah. Hold on, know. here we go. Exclusive interview with Ken Davidian. Um, uh-huh. let me see. Uh, uh, so this is uh, this has a picture of him in Meet the Spartans. Mm. So that's always good. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything in here about Borat. Um, oh, okay, okay, here we go. Tell us about the Borat experience. Uh, they have an entire movie of the making of Borat. Fat guy in boxers is funny enough. They said, uh, uh, "Oh, I so so fat guy in boxers is funny enough." But they said, "No, no, we need you naked." I said, listen, if I get naked, people will go like this, covers eyes. Nothing was shot twice. We had to use four different hotels because you cannot run naked in a hotel for too long. We found a broker's convention. We ran into a luncheon for engineers in Dallas, and the guy at the podium just stood there. Sixty people just stood there, no reaction. Borat said, oh, forget it, and we walked out of there just like we were wearing full tuxedos. 
We obviously needed a location with women and children present to be able to make a scene. Here we go. Uh, we had no idea who was inside and the door opened and I saw who's there. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you keep in contact with anyone from Borat? Um, let me see. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he really keeps in touch with anyone from Borat, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so, so I guess there's our answer to the, uh, to the big question about the nude, the nude scenes is that they filmed it in four different hotels. That's interesting. So I guess like maybe they used the, they used the bed because it seems like the hallway is the same one. Like it's at least consistent with the one in the room, like outside the room. So maybe they did all of that in one and it was just like run around a couple of others to try and get a reaction at something. I don't know. Like I never read it as from the time they leave the bedroom to getting out of the elevator as being a different hotel. I don't know if you ever have like paid much attention to that, Ryan. Not really, to be honest, no. I've never no. really noticed. Okay. That's something to keep an eye out for in future, I guess. Um, yeah, one other thing that really isn't related to this watch, but it is related to something we've talked about. I got, um, or I was reading the news today, and do you remember, Ryan, we talked about uh, Alan Keyes uh, selling, like, uh, like bleached, uh, like, miracle cure thing? Yeah, a few oh, weeks Borat. ago, Alan Keyes, uh, Holly being one of the politicians that Borat talks to, the one about the um, like uh, gay pride parade guy. Um, so he's been selling like this miracle cure all or whatever that is actually just bleach and saying like it cures autism, it cures coronavirus, Ooh, all this stuff. Uh, yeah, um, he got shut down. They got shut down. Uh, by the FDA, like yesterday. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. So they've been, they've been finally like taken off the market. That shit had killed people. Uh, Jesus Christ. Put people in hospital. And uh, yeah, apparently they were able to get away with selling it because they were a, like calling themselves a church that was like based mm. in like South Florida. Gotcha. And the FDA gotcha. is now like, you're not a church. You can't sell this. <laughs> like, you're going to go to jail if you keep selling this. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you won't. You will no longer be able to drink bleach that Alan Keyes is selling you to cure your coronavirus. If uh, if you were going to do that, which you shouldn't have, so yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't planning on it, but I appreciate yeah. the update. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, so yeah, Holly, is there anything else uh, about Borat that really stood out to you that you want to talk about? Because you know, we would love to hear any other thoughts you have. Uh, I've got to be. I. I guess I'm just thinking, like mm-hmm. 2005, 2006, obviously, mm-hmm. like much different cultural landscape, which is yeah. the only explanation I can come up with as to why this movie did well. Yeah, yeah, because this was just an hour and a half of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it. It was shock. It was what passed as shock comedy in a time of. You I know, made multiple reference like. I referenced maybe even during this recording. I, yeah, hmm. definitely during this recording. I, I mentioned Napoleon Dynamite, which is another movie from like the mid two thousands ish era that I'm like, how yeah. did this get popular? Yeah, I don't get it. It's it, like I feel like that whole era of comedy is like 
you could say all that about about it you know like it's all just like oh there's a couple of catchphrases that was catchphrases were comedy maybe or something i don't know yeah because <laughs> that's all people remember about borat is my wife and very nice you know it's the same way uh-huh. that's all people remember about anchorman or zoolander or you know any of those movies so i guess i mean i mean we've kind of discussed it before ryan but like the early to mid 2000s not exactly like the height of culture no i know certainly from not 2003 to 2000 and like nine the only movies i watched were harry potter and pixar movies sure yeah that that sounds about right for me as well yeah, probably probably aged and then 2010 well. came around and scott pilgrim came out and i'm like hey this rules <laughs> <laughs> i've read five out of the six books because that's all that are out right now. God, Scott fucking Pilgrim. Yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> that movie... Good good movie. Bad adaptation. Yeah, I, w- I would say that. A very, um... Very stylish movie for its time uh, is, I think, the, the thing that I'll always remember about it. was just that, like, it had a look to it that wasn't really being done at the time. Like, the way it was edited and everything was was good but like i I always felt like the like that movie was a little rushed feeling you know like some of the characters they literally started film they wrote and filmed it before book six was out so like it feels like shit with nega scott was yeah yeah it it really feels like it but um yeah it it, it's it, it is really borat from a like the post nine eleven, like everything is shocking now because that's what we do. Uh, kind of like shithole of culture. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I have like a book of like onion front pages, mm-hmm. and the one from like October of two thousand one was like, when can America um uh, focus on dumb bullshit again? And I feel like yeah. Borat was that. Yeah, Borat was definitely that. You know, it's. I feel like that whole hidden camera stuff really came back in a big way, like in the 2000s, because you had punked and jackass as well, and like all that kind of. Reno like, 911. Yeah, like all that kind of, we're gonna like make asses out of real people kind of thing that had kind of like gone away in the mid 90s, kind of came back real hard after 911. Um, but yeah, it's. Borat has not aged well. It's aged like milk uh, in a yeah. lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot more thoughts on Borat. That's I'm actively fair. trying to not think fair of enough. Borat. That's fair. I I, tr- <laughs> I try not to think of Borat until, you know, 8 p.m. Eastern on a Friday or Saturday night most of the time when I can. Um, yeah, so... so um, sorry, Ryan. No, I was just going to say, I don't have much else to say about mm-hmm. Borat this week. Um I think I think we've covered it fairly thoroughly. The only thing I do have to say is that there is an interview with the uh, with with Ken Davidian on here, mm. who apparently before he got into acting actually owned a like garbage removal business. Interesting. So um, that that's kind of interesting. He says um, I had up to six garbage trucks and had the contract for the city of Malibu. Uh, under NAFTA, he spent the early 1990s attempting to, quote, bring modern and clean waste removal to Mexico. So um, huh. this is this is a really good quote. Due to circumstances beyond his control, he returned to California in 1995 broke, 
Quote, but I didn't want rubbish man on my tombstone, he says. I know many who are multimillionaires in the business, but I really wanted to be in a film. Rubbish had to go bad in order for the acting work. So there you go. That's interesting. And now he owns like restaurants in LA. So yeah. so the big success story for Ken Davidian. Yeah. He is a, a renaissance man of sorts, I guess you could say. The modern day renaissance man, Ken Davidian. Absolutely. Uh, Niall, I don't think I have anything else to say about Borat. Fair enough. Um, so, Holly, there's a question we've asked everybody who has come on this show, and so it is now your turn to answer it. You've All watched right. Borat today. Do you think there is any world in which you would sit down and watch Borat again as long as you live? Shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first person to say no. Yeah. Everyone else, everyone else we've had has said they would be on this podcast again. So God bless you for, for oh. sticking to your guns. Not even being on the podcast again, but just yeah. like, like watching like if it, it again. Being on the podcast, like you want to bring me back for fifty? Sure, I'd do that. I don't sure, know. but I I thought you meant for pleasure. No, yeah, but I, I, I do. I do also mean for pleasure. Like you would not sit down and watch this again unless like I avoided it for fifteen fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good streak. Yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting to get that answer because, like, sometimes I feel like people go, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, or, you know, like, you know, like, it's watchable. I was expecting watchable. nothing, and I was still let down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the most um, the most negative review from a guest I think we've had so far, Ryan. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. I'm glad we finally had someone here who just yeah. did not like this movie. Yeah. It, like, it, obviously, most people haven't liked it, but they're willing to give it, like, a second a second go. I, yeah. I really appreciate that Holly is just not, a, not uh, interested let, at all. Let, let me put it this way. If it were not, like, a three-way call with, like, everyone making jokes and making fun of the movie as it was going, uh-huh. like, that's, that's just like watching Space Mutiny without Mike and the Robots. Like, why the fuck would I do that to myself? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, I think that now that we've like got our first like all the way negative review of the movie, we we just need somebody who absolutely loves it on. So maybe that'll be yeah. next find up. My, find my fucking friend Shane from middle school. I don't know what he's up to because it's been <laughs> twelve years since I last saw him. But you know, yeah, maybe he's matured. You know, because I thought this movie was fucking hilarious when I watched it when I was sixteen. Yeah, me too. So, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that'll just about do it then uh, for this week. Holly, thank you so much for being on. Uh, where can people find your stuff uh, if they want to check out more of it? Well, I'm on Tumblr um, at tumblr.com. Uh, what the fuck? I'm chum-personable on tumblr.com mm-hmm. or at chum-personable on Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast that I host, uh, Lupin Lottery, uh, on Shout Engine, and we most, as of this recording, uh, the most recent episode is one where we get a weird lesson about friendship from these 20 and 30-something thieves. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's real fun. It's a good episode. Um, it, it works out because Borat is also about the, the lessons of friendship, you know? It is. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and I'm we're, we're in the planning stages. We're going to record next week of a sort of book club podcast uh, with me, uh, Mark, our third co-host Jess on Lupin Lottery, and uh, friend Julie, 
um, a book club podcast about Discworld called, and I can't believe this won the vote, Disc Course. It's <laughs> oh, pretty good. It's pretty good. I wanted it to be called Turtles All the Way Down, but no. <laughs> Discourse. Uh, yeah, Ugh. that's my reaction, Niall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be coming out at some point. <laughs> Probably within the next month, maybe. I don't know. Time's fake. All right, cool. Awesome. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Great. Lupin Lottery's been going for three years now, um, and gonna be going for another three. It's a long series. Yeah, it is. There's a lot oh, of it. Yeah. It's great, though. I love Lupin. Um, yeah, we're. I'm making a list of the good Red Jacket episodes. <laughs> like, watch these and don't like watch other things, but watch sure. these. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, but yeah. All right. Awesome, uh, Ryan. Uh, you do another show. Where can people find that? Where can people find you? I do. I do a show with Sylvia from Friends. Uh, yeah, Sylvia from Friends at the Table called Emoji Drome. It is a show where we talk about a different emoji every week and discuss all the different variations of that emoji. It's uh, very stupid. At the time of this recording, our most recent one was on the drooling face emoji, mm-hmm. uh, which we had a poll from National Horny Day. Oh, and uh, we we talked about that. We talked about how they the how to pronounce ahego. I, I still don't really know. It's like ahego, ahegal. Uh, I I don't really know. But we don't find out on the podcast either. But if that sounds like your kind of thing, that's on Twitter at Emoji Drome or my personal Twitter, which is at Sewer Peak, where I post um, writing about movies. I do. I just did a big piece on the entire. A live action Resident Evil franchise, which obviously Niall and I are huge fans of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Perfect so go check that out if that sounds like your kind of thing. Niall, how about you? What are you up to these days? Uh, yeah, you can find my video game stuff at videogamechoochoo.com. Uh, I just wrote a review of the Final Fantasy VII remake, if you want to read that. Um, probably the most positive review I've ever written. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't have a personal Twitter, but you can follow Borat Club's Twitter at Borat Club. You can contact the show at BoratClubCast at gmail.com. If you want to send us something about Borat that you have to get off your chest, um, <laughs> your we would Borat definitely love to hear it. Yeah, your Borat confessions. <laughs> a Borat priests. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, the Church of Borat is uh, open and willing to hear your uh, about your sins. Very uh, nice, my son. Yeah, very nice. Uh, yeah, we, we give you like the opposite of an act of contrition, I think, or something. Is that what it's called, act of contrition? I should know this. I was I don't know. Like, I, don't know. Idea. I was raised um, Protestant and I didn't pay very much attention. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, Please, uh, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend, you know, leave us a review on whatever platform uh, you get the show on. Very much helps. Um, if there's anything or anyone you would like to see us uh, bring on the show as a guest, we'd love to hear your suggestions as well. Um, and yeah, uh, that'll do it for another episode of Borat Club. We'll see you next week for episode 25 Oh boy. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Until then, stay safe as always. You know, uh, take care of yourselves uh, at this time. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Yeah,